0: What is up, everybody? Welcome to Bench Chatter, the Common man's Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Colin, here with my co-host, Noah, coming at you live on this Monday night to bring you exclusive coverage of the men's 2023 NCAA Basketball Tournament. Noah,
1: it's been a minute. It has been a minute, Con. Um, you know, we took a little hiatus uh, earlier this year from posting bench chatters. Um, mm mm-hmm. You know, after posting for two years straight, Colin, um, two episodes a week, it it started to just become, I feel like, you know, some of the love was lost a little. And, you know, that happened for a variety of reasons, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, the NBA has been kind of difficult to watch this season. It's, um, yeah. my, my fantasy teams were terrible this year, and... And honestly, I could tell, Con, and I know, I know you probably feel the same way, it kind of just felt like, you know, recording this podcast kind of was starting to feel like a chore a little bit when, yeah. and you know, when we started this, it was all for just the love of the game. Like, we just wanted to mm-hmm. talk ball. And I think we, you know, me and Colin are choosing to record today because we wanted to record, not because we needed to record. We wanted to talk ball. Yeah, it definitely I I think especially with the fantasy
0: content it got pretty formulaic as the years went on. Um and I, I I don't I don't think people realize like I just it truly is a grind because not only are we recording, you know, for 2-3 hours a week, but you got to do all the research and you, and you just don't see that. And the amount of time no that you and I spent on Reddit just like trying to fucking figure out anybody who we could bring up a, a new storyline for fantasy basketball and you just, you started to realize you were creating these narratives and while it's a ton of fun and I think we're going to keep this bench cheddar thing going, we'll, we'll pop in, you know, when we want to talk ball, I, I think it, it was really that fantasy
1: component that I, I think you know, we, we, we got burnt out a little bit
0: and that happens and that's okay.
1: Yeah, and you know, it coincided with other things you know happening in our lives me and Mm con you know progressing as humans as well um but you know we're here to talk today not about the nba but about march madness just because college basketball has been hitting different this season con it's It's been been a really enjoyable basketball viewing experience
0: yeah i think we truly both pivoted sort of uh, independent of each other to being massive college basketball fans this year. And I I think that, you know, it doesn't take a a fool to understand that Indiana being very relevant all year was probably at the crux of that. Mm -hmm. But it was also just a fantastic college basketball season. I mean, for the first time that I, I can really remember, there's not a team that stands out to me as like the best team. You know, I, I think you could go down the street and ask 10 people and you could get 10 different answers as to the best team in college basketball, is. I really mm-hmm.
1: do. Yeah, and you know, if you were a previous bench chatter listener, um you probably knew know that I was kind of a I was college basketball hater, con. Um, you were. And one, you know, I still I still think the refs are dog shit, con. The disparity the disparity between the refs and the different conferences is still there. Um still not it's a big gross. fan of it. But I've kind of just accepted that the refs are gonna fuck over both teams at this point, and yeah. I'm okay with it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I definitely after how much NBA we watched these last couple years, I I'm in a group chat with uh, a couple guys that have always been huge college basketball fans, and I think it was after that the IU Northwestern game, IU came back down from down twenty uh, in the first half tied it up with 15 seconds to go and Northwestern comes down, boo-boo, a fantastic senior guard from Northwestern gives what I think is a pretty obvious uh, impression of Michael Jordan in the uh, 98 finals push-off that just was not called. Not called at all, hits the game winner, you know, crowd goes wild, and I was livid. Then I was talking so much shit, you know, the ref sucked, they stole this one from us, and everybody was was sort of like, Yeah, no, they they missed the call, but, you know, it sort of happens, and your team was down 20, you know? You you win that game if you don't fucking shit the bed in the first half. And so once you just kind of accept those sort of things, and I'm sure there were calls going the other way that were missed that day. um, You know, you you just, you sort of love the madness. You you learn to accept the chaos. I, I think that's the best way to put it.
1: A lot. There's a lot of makeup calls in college basketball, Colin. <laughs> yeah, a lot funny. of makeup calls. Um, I the the reason you know that I kind of found a love for college basketball this year, Colin, was scoring is scoring is going a little bit crazy in the NBA this season. I, yes, and you know that's due to a variety of reasons. Clearly, you know the clearly the you know advancement of the three pointer and its importance in the NBA has really taken you know center stage but also mm-hmm. the NBA is as talented as it's ever been con on any given night yeah. you know there's just so many phenomenal players in the NBA to where it's hard to stop a guy from scoring 30 you know defense yeah i don't think defense has necessarily gotten worse but i think just offense has just evolved so far in the NBA to where you know, I don't want to watch a game be 140, con. I, re- I really don't. No, and it. Go I, ahead. Can I give an analogy?
0: Do you Do you remember uh, it was the first time? No, the second time Butler made the championship game in a row. They went up against the UConn Kemba Walker team, legendary mm-hmm. run Kemba Walker, an all time college basketball player, Jeremy Lamb, and Baz Napier. He, Yes. Yeah, just a killer team. And they they the Butler team, it was Matt Howard, they lost Gordon Hayward, and I think they shot nineteen percent from the field. And it was just the most atrocious thing to watch because like nobody could make a shot. When I watch the NBA I expect every shot to go in. If there's an open three pointer 80% of the time it's going in In the NBA And th- there's sort of just this uh, I want the middle I don't, I don't want to know that a guy's going to make a shot Every single time That this stuff is more or less Guaranteed it's, I, I, want, I, I want the mystery I want the mystery And, and so I think that mm-hmm. you know, you've got those two sides of the spectrum And right now college basketball Is right there in the middle of that spectrum for me And I, I think I like that a little bit better
1: Yeah, and, you know, just to further go off that, Colin, um, a team like IU, um, Mm -hmm. in a year where they're good, after the first 10 or so games, Colin, after that, every game has such a, you know, gravity and importance to it. Yeah. To where I'm locked in for the entire game, I'm looking forward to the next game, and, you know, IU as a team doesn't shoot that many threes, Colin, so every miller cop corner three <laughs> is gigantic. Like, every every three taken in an IU game has such a gravity to it, to where I'm, mm-hmm. you know, like, I'm living or dying by made or missed threes, and I kind of just missed that feeling. That's a mm-hmm. feeling you don't get in the NBA, because there's so many possessions, so many shots getting up, um, <laughs> to, you know, where college games... An average i u game was like seventy five to you know sixty something whatever we decided to yeah. give up that night, and every bucket matters, every possession matters and the college having that mic in the rim con when you hear a three go in oh. off that rim it's just oh it's one of track. the most satisfying things out there,
0: yeah yeah and i I'd, I'd like to rehash that point too because sort of the way I've been feeling about the nBA this year is. I've said the whole time and it's literally this, this last week I've started to get back into it is like, ah, you know, like once the all-star breaks over, you know, and there's like a month or month and a half left in the regular season, I can watch and be totally prepared for the postseason. You know, I'll, I'll get it. I'll, I'll be able to enjoy it. It'll be a good time. Um, and that's, that's just not the case for college basketball. Every game does matter. Every game does have that gravity and it's, uh, it's fun to
1: watch. Um, so no, with that, would you uh, would you like to make a bracket together? Yes, the topic of today's pod, Colin, is we are going to make a joint bracket together. Um, clearly, you know, Colin and I are trying to pick a perfect bracket here. Um, we can go through the matchups. Um, you know, while we are college basketball fans, now we're not college basketball experts, Colin. So we don't. I don't have opinions about every team in here, but I have watched mm-hmm. enough. I think to have an opinion about a lot of these teams and a lot of these players. Mm-hmm. And you know, if you're an NBA listener, bench chatter listener, you're here for the NBA content. Um, you know, sorry we just cool... shout out the NBA for five minutes. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but there are a lot of guys in this tournament that will be upcoming draft picks, so you know you'll still get a good amount of information here, Colin. And I say we just get it started. Boom. Alrighty. Well then, Noah and. I... No, are you a are, are you
0: a quadrant guy or do you go first round, second round, Sweet Sixteen, so on, and so forth when you fill your brackets out? I am a quadrant guy, Colin. Okay, I think for the sake of this podcast, I I think I'll be a quadrant guy too. Usually, I am a first round guy, I just you know, round by round guy. But that makes a know, lot of I, sense
1: knowing you. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You're learning a lot about me. So no, first uh, first game on the schedule is. Uh, Alabama versus uh, one of these two 16 seeds. I think we're just gonna go ahead and pencil Bama in. Um, we'll talk about them for the next matchup because I actually you no, know, I did have the good fortune to be able to see them live at the SEC tournament this weekend. So, oh. yeah, I'll uh, I'll speak to that once we get a, a real matchup. We need to talk. I'll bring about. the gun, right? <laughs> I'll give you the pat down. <laughs> Uh, no, it's second match. We got Maryland, West Virginia. Ooh, this um, is a
1: juicy game here, Colin. I like this game.
0: Well, um, this is a fun 8-9. A
1: lot of the eight nines this year are very fun games. And while I did watch the most Big Ten basketball this year, Colin, um, I would mm-hmm. say that the Big 12 is probably the conference I watched the second most just because um, good friend of the pod, Renjamin is a kansas mm-hmm. fan and the big 12 was the most competitive conference this year oh, in far. college basketball con and top to bottom you know in this eight nine we have maryland a very good team uh, one of the best home teams this year in college basketball con insane um, i believe they were undefeated this year con at home if they were leading at halftime um so i'm pretty sure they lost
0: one home game this year and it was to ucla in the out of conference
1: I could be wrong there, but I don't think they lost a the game in big Ten play.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: they're a gritty team Colin. they have a, they're pretty good offensively, they're pretty good defensively. Um, they force a lot of turnovers. they rarely mm-hmm. turn the ball over. Uh, but West Virginia is not a team to be taken lightly, Colin. Um, below average defense, but they do have an offense. they have a guy named Stevenson, white boy, absolutely has never seen oh, yeah. a bad shot in his life. Colin knows how to put the ball in the bucket. And this is a tough pick here, Colin, but if I had to choose, I like Maryland here. Oh, Noah, can I talk you off of this? I can be talked can out I, of
0: it. So, Maryland, and I understand this is a neutral game. Maryland this year won two, two true road games. It was against Minnesota and Louisville who were two of the three worst power six teams in all of college basketball. Two of the three worst of any of the big conferences, that was the only teams they were able to get wins against. And they haven't played a a neutral game in in months. I just, I think that away from College Park, they shit the bed. Mm.
1: All right. You know, I can be convinced West Virginia here, Colin, because I do like West Virginia, so I am down to ride the Mountaineers. Boom. There it is. This I next didn't... game, Con 512, yeah. we have San Diego State versus College of Charleston. Um, this is going to be a pretty popular upset pick here, Con. I think a lot of people are going to be on College of Charleston here, um, but that is not going to be me. Um, this San no. Diego State team, Con coming into this year, um, they honestly were projected, and I think. People expected them to be better than what they are at a fifth Mm -hmm. seed, Um, but they are a deep team. They have a lot of juniors, a lot of seniors. they got a nine-man rotation. They're top ten nationally in defensive efficiency. Um, And College of Charleston is a team that doesn't shoot the ball from three very well. Um, I like San Diego State here, Colin. I like a team with a lot of juniors and seniors in this tourney. I do too. So I, I've
0: got a, a couple things for you. So a friend of the friend of the program Ryan Coleman uh, has been doing a lot of writing this year and he had an article like two months ago a month and a half ago talking about how the value you could get on a San Diego State future was out of this world. So I have a little bit of money on San Diego State making it to the final four. I think I got their final four odds at like plus 1700 or something like that and i am doing some quick math but i i think i got a pretty sexy price on that so i i i like it i like it hold on do, do, do. um the live odds are now oh it's bad wow no i got a terrible price Noah what the hell i could get a plus, plus 3000 now just kidding god damn it. <laughs> that sucks oh, i really <laughs> thought i had a point there we're going College of Charleston. I'm no, I am over on No, I do still think San Diego State's a good team, um, and we will we will ride them there. Uh, no, Virginia Furman. I, you know, this is where I, I don't know much about Furman. Um, I, I do know, fun fact, I think this is their first time in the tournament in some thirty years, forty years. Uh, but other than that, I,
1: I don't know much. I, I, we could talk about Virginia though, because I am familiar with what they have to offer. Colin I know nothing about Furman uh but I have watched some Virginia basketball this year and the ACC was kind of asked this year Colin not a very mm. good year for the ACC um Duke had a pretty slow start to the year but they're coming into the tourney hot North Carolina yeah. the preseason eight people number one team didn't even make the tournament Colin no. um Virginia is not that good of a team Colin um they're really not. And Skill wise. I think I, that's the, the caveat. Their biggest advantage Virginia has coming into this tournament, Con, is Tony Bennett and that he yeah. is a top, top, top college coach. But I like upset here, Con, and if in my personal bracket I have Furman coming here. We haven't picked an upset yet. I think we roll with Furman. I I'm good with that. Yeah. I Virginia obviously
0: known for their defense and their slow pace of play. Um, Armand Franklin, who's actually a former IU player, transferred two years ago to uh, join Virginia on the precipice of Mike Woodson taking over the team. Uh, he's their best player, which I was a little bit thrown by because I always thought he was a good player, but I never thought he would be the best player to school like Virginia, which over the last decade has been a very, very good team, continuously pumping out these awesome teams. Um, you know he—he's a decent shooter. He's a tall guard. He knows how to play defense. But when I look at Armon Franklin's being your number one scoring option, I say, uh, you know, we we could see an upset. So I I like taking that here. Um,
1: Noah Creighton, NC State. Do you have a hot take here?
0: <clears throat>
1: so. Creighton is a team that a lot of people like here con um they were ranked pretty high in the AP uh preseason poll and during this season you know they had multiple they had a good stint in the top twenty five um they're a pretty well rounded team here con um you know their center Ryan Kalkbrenner was a two time big east defensive player of the year and one of the nation's best interior players. They have a very balanced offense, Con. They're a good free-throw shooting team. They're a good three-point shooting team. Um, You know, their only problem, I would say, is they lean very heavily on their starting five. So, you know, any fatigue, any foul trouble could, you know, see them get into a bit of trouble. Um, Mm -hmm. But in my honest opinion, Con, NC State probably shouldn't have even made this tournament. I personally would have chose Rutgers over NC State. Yeah, we could talk about that. NC State, a very good defensive team, but I think they will have their hands full with Creighton, and I would be choosing Creighton this game. I
0: uh, yeah, I like Creighton too. Um, I think that they play a much tougher schedule. I think they're way more battle tested. Um, you know, no, if we're looking, you know, we'll, we'll dust off the old Ken Palm. They're actually they finished thirteenth in Ken Palm, which is pretty crazy that they inevitably wound up as a six seed then. um they are the uh the highest the highest seed in the top twenty. Oh, no in the top fifteen. Ken Palm, they have the highest seed. So there's something to be said there. I, I think I actually like Creighton to, to make a little bit of run in this bad boy. Um Noah Baylor UCSB and that is UC Santa Barbara. now that I knew that. Uh, I don't know anything about them, Noah, but I sneaky really
1: like Baylor. I I have some problems with Baylor here, Colin. Um, Baylor Baylor is a very good team. Um, my favorite player on Baylor is Keontae George, um, a projected lottery pick in this year's upcoming NBA draft. Uh, but the problem I have with Baylor, Colin, they're clearly going to have enough to get past UC Santa Barbara here. Mm-hmm. But they are a team that lives and dies by the three but they're also a team that is prone to defensive struggles at times so if you run into a my problem with baylor making a deep run here con is if you run into a game where they don't shoot the three well they can't really make it up on the defensive end for those missed threes um which is my main yeah. problem with baylor you know getting past a potential crayon or a potential you know arizona or alabama um, I do like them, but I don't like a team that lives and dies by the three and is bad defensively, gone. Yeah. Um.
0: With that said, we're, we're looking at the number two Ken Palm offense here. So it, it's not as though we're talking about a, a team that just sort of, you know, one night they're on, one night they're off. I mean, this is a team that pretty consistently shows up and shows out. Uh, that has not been the case recently. I know they've They've fallen off a little bit, but I, I still do like them at their core. We'll, we'll get to Creighton-Baylor in a second then. <laughs> um, Noah, Utah State-Missouri. No, Utah—or not Utah State, but Missouri was the other team that I saw this weekend play Bama. And they were pretty competitive with them. Uh, they jack threes, Noah. Um, and, and they jack threes like nobody else I've seen. I watched them miss three straight threes on one possession after getting two offensive rebounds. Then finally, Bama got the rebound. Bama went down scored. Missouri comes back down the floor, and within five seconds on the shot clock, jack a three and bang it. You know? They, they let him fly. And so I think that's just a dangerous team, you know? That's a team that, that could beat anybody. But... It, it started to bite them, and against a team like Alabama, it just it wasn't going to work out when they only shot thirty three percent from three. So, yeah, that's that's my Missouri
1: analysis. Do you, can you give me anything on Utah State? Um, I was talking to a coworker today, Con, that is very mm-hmm. good um, at college basketball betting, yeah. and he said that he really likes Utah State here. Um, he said, you know. He said they're led by a junior guard and a senior big man. Um, mm-hmm. He says they're they're one of the nation's most efficient offenses, which is what you want to see. Um, he said if the shots are falling, like they have all season been all season for Utah State, they're a team that you don't want to play in March Con. And I don't really know anything about Missouri here other than what you just told me, but I think mm-hmm. I would be rolling with Utah State here as our second upset.
0: Uh, so I was about to say, I've picked missouri and every single one of our brackets because even though this is, uh missouri is the seven seat here all of the lines have utah state wow right i i was i was a little shocked by that but uh would we have that at the 10 seed? I, I think we have to go there i'm down boom uh arizona princeton uh no i'm gonna give a quick shout out um Freshman Ivy Player of the Year, Caden Pierce, actually uh, went to my alma mater uh, high school-wise. So shout-out there. Has had three or four straight double-doubles to get Princeton into this tournament. And, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be rooting for them. That's I think that's my Princeton analysis. You
1: good with that? We'll take Arizona? Uh, yeah. I'm down to take Arizona, and we can talk about them in our next round. Um, so that means in the round of 32 here, Con. Yeah. We have Alabama, West Virginia. We have not talked about Alabama yet, Con. They are the number one overall seed going into this tourney. They have been one of the best teams in college basketball the entire year. They are led by freshman Brandon Miller, who is a projected top five pick in this upcoming draft. Um, Brandon Miller's amazing, Con. He, I am the known president of the Brandon M- Miller fan club. Um, he is just one of the most fun players to watch this year in Colin, He absolutely mm. strokes it from three. Um, Alabama really relies on him sometimes, Colin. When Alabama is struggling in a game, they'll just go possessions in a row where they just give it to Brandon Miller and they say, get the fuck out of the way. And I like that. Alabama's a really good offensively, offensive-minded team, Colin, and defensive-minded team. But, again, they live and die by the three here. But I do think Brandon Miller is good enough to get them past West Virginia here, Con. Um,
0: no, I, I I gotta call you out on something. You you're saying a lot of these teams live and die by the
1: three. Is 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 the three just something that we we <laughs> inherently live and die by? So I'm fine with living and dying by the three, Con. If you're a team that is defensively sound, like Alabama. Yeah.
0: Okay. I was gonna say I I do think that they are. Uh, a, a more complex offense than simply living and dying by the three. I think that they do have some rim, rim runners. They can get down the court. They're pretty solid in transition. Um,
1: and Brandon Miller can score on all three levels. So Brandon Miller is so good. Brandon yeah. Miller should be a future pacer. And if that happens, Con, I will cry tears of joy. <laughs> He's He is... His floor is you know, 3 and D, 10-year veteran in the NBA, his ceiling is baby KD. Would you take baby KD? I'd take
0: baby KD. Yeah, I think that yeah. yeah. That's fair. That's fair. All right, well, I, I agree with you. I, I think that West Virginia sort of is a little bit of a, a benefactor of having played in the Big 12, you know, and getting to see some of those solid teams. Um, but I, I really, I don't think they're even remotely close to being the best that the Big Twelve has to offer. So, I think we we stick with Bama there. Uh, San Diego State Furman. Uh, I I feel like the Furman pick was more of a <laughs> against Virginia pick than a for Furman
1: pick. San Diego State here. Yeah. San Diego no more to be said. Yeah. Creighton I, Baylor. Yeah, Collins, this is 6-3. contentious. This is going to be a banger game if it happens, Con. And. I, I don't know where I lean on this game, con. So, I,
0: I'll, I'll say this. I think the Big East was pretty clearly the third best conference this year. Maybe even the second. Maybe maybe my Big mm. Ten bias is showing. Maybe they were the second best. Actually, I, I don't think I, so. I think... No, they were not, Con. At the top of the Big East, I think... Was much better than the top of the Big Ten, but I, I think the, the Big, Big Ten Ten f- one through a slaughter thirteen fest
1: every night. Yeah, other than Minnesota, <laughs>
0: who even still won some games and knocked Rutgers out of the tournament. Um. Hmm. So no, I'll tell you this: it, it, you've heard of that metric, right? Where uh, the tournament winner for the last sixteen years. Or whatever has had a like a top twenty two adjusted offense and Mm -hmm. a top twenty two adjusted defense. Mm -hmm. It's by the end of the season. It's not necessarily like as things stand right Mm -hmm. now. Creighton is flirting with being one of those teams.
1: Mm.
0: Creighton is currently the twenty eighth best offense and the fifteenth best defense. Mm. So do do what you will with that. Um, we're down to roll Baylor, Creighton. all right let's roll Creighton let's roll Creighton I I said I kind of contradicted myself because I said I like Creighton to make out uh, a little bit of a run and then I said I sneaky really like Baylor so you know and then <laughs> yeah play the second <laughs> round so we're going with the uh the run over the sneaky uh <laughs> you know um Noah, I, I I'm a big fan of this Arizona team looking at Arizona Utah State um I watched them play Indiana earlier in the year and they they are big. They are big, they are tall and I think there's going to be some teams especially a team like Utah State that just hasn't had to play uh, the likes of Arizona that they're just not they're not going to know how to handle it. You know, mm-hmm. if Utah State's not really hitting from the outside, I think they're going to struggle offensively and I mm-hmm. think Arizona's just going to beat them down.
1: Yeah, Arizona is... Uh, they have a very, very good front court con, um, led by True Bellis, who is their big man. Um, mm-hmm. Sort of reminds me of, you know, a baby Sabonish-ish uh, type of player. Sabonish. He is. He is very, very talented. Um, Arizona's going to be good enough to get past Utah State con, and the only yeah. problem I have with Arizona State con, or Arizona, yeah. is Kirk Creesa scares me, con. He... He tries his hardest sometimes to really lose Arizona games. And if they don't win this entire tournament, con, it will 100% be on the play of Kirk Grisa. Um, But with that being said, they're good enough to get past Utah State. Yeah,
0: um, I I hear that. There was a point this year where I said out loud that Arizona was my team to win the tournament
1: I'm also financially um, involved with an Arizona future for them to win this entire <laughs> tournament here at con okay all right well I, I'm glad
0: you we're, were able to get you know your your prior investments uh disclosed to the listeners so they understand exactly how uh, incentivized you are for for this um, all right let's let's do Bama San Diego State
1: this will be a tough game for Bama here con but I think Bama's good enough to get past San Diego State. I I think so, too. I,
0: I think this Bama team is exceptionally talented. Um, I, I think that the SEC as a whole wasn't great this year, but Alabama, I mean, they they did They're not a wagon. lose much this year. They're a wagon. There's, there's a reason we're sitting here looking at them as the number one overall seed. You know? Um, are they as good as any of the, the last five number one overall seeds? I don't necessarily think so, but... I think we're just seeing with the transfer portal, we're seeing a lot of decent teams. I think that's what we're seeing. Mm-hmm. There's, we're not going to see these amazing, fantastic, you know, super high-caliber teams as much anymore, because I think, and maybe that's not even the right way to put it, I, I, just, I think we're going to see way more balanced teams, and, and that's sort of what this Alabama team is.
1: Yeah, with, um, the, with the transfer portal and the NIL yeah. deals now, calling it incentivizes guys to go to places other than, you know, those blue-chip schools.
0: Yes. Yeah, exactly. And it it allows teams to, to almost, like, use it as free agency and retool very quickly instead of waiting for mm-hmm. freshmen to come in and develop. And, you know, you're sort yeah. of stuck with what you have. That's just not really the case anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, Creighton, Arizona. I, I think I think in in our minds now, Creighton's made a fantastic run. It's been yes. awesome to watch what what Creighton's done here on our our bracket on my computer screen. But <laughs> I, I think that's it. I, I, think, I think, think this
1: it. is where Creighton's you know leaning heavily on their starting five will come in to bite them because I think you know the ability of Arizona's front court could cause Creighton's big men to get in foul trouble. Um, mm-hmm. And that's not something that, that they want to happen. and I think we're looking at a Arizona Alabama elite eight here con, which will be cool. an amazing game.
0: I love it. I love it. And do you do you have some analysis here because I, I think <sighs> I'd like, I like I know where I'd like to go with this.
1: this is this is a tough game, Con. My love for Brandon Miller, me being the president of the Brandon Miller fan club. Collides with my love of Arizona and me being financially involved in Arizona moving on here. In my heart of hearts, Con, I think Arizona is a better team. Mm-hmm. But I don't think they show it here in this game, and I think Alabama oh, moves on to the final four. All
0: right. I'll, I'll, I'll let you pick that one. I am. I I I have Arizona and that game in my personal bracket, but let's move on. Let's move on. This doesn't need to be a three-hour podcast. It could be. We don't know. Um, no, in the next, we're gonna. I'm gonna look to the Midwest.
1: Yes. Um, fair enough. All right. Yes. So we, we've got Houston. Houston's easy. Houston wagon. Marcus Sasser. Jirachi Walker. Um, Jirachi Walker. You know, potential top ten pick coming in in this upcoming draft reminds me of a Draymond Green. He is a big body for Kahn. Um, very physical. Houston is one of the best defensive teams, if not the best defensive team in the country. The Final Four is in Houston, Kahn. Jim Nance, calling the Final Four from Houston, in Houston, last Final Four. He, the only problem with Houston, Kahn, they're going to have enough to get past Northern Kentucky here, but Marcus yeah. Sasser did pull his groin in the game before their championship conference tourney game. that They ended up losing. And if he is not healthy, Colin, then this Houston team will not make a very deep run here. I don't think so either, Uh, and I might be
0: financially and emotionally okay with that. Uh, We'll we'll probably get there. Um, No, Iowa, Auburn, and I I think one of the storylines we're gonna get here is for I think the third or fourth year in a row the Big Ten has tied or outright sent the most teams to the tournament and sort of shit the bed. Mm. Uh, especially last year. I mean, it was awful. Purdue loses to... You know, they're on their magical run and they lose to St. Pete's. Um, I think there was something like we sent 11 teams and I think three of them made it to the second round. Like, just not, not great stuff. Um, but with that said, I don't like this Auburn team at all. Yeah. I do not think they're a very good team. Um, I've watched them play a little bit. Uh, they are turnover pro, Noah. They love getting out in transition, running, and turning the ball over. So if they are able to make Iowa uncomfortable, I think they'll be okay. But I, I just I don't see that happening. I think they too make too many mistakes. Um, I think that Iowa's ability to actually hit shots from long range is going to carry them in this game um i think uh murray out of iowa is the best player in this game and i think we're going to see that you know i think that uh had Trace jackson davis and zach edie not had the years they had we would be talking about him for you know big 10 player of the year type awards and i think in a lot of normal years he might win that award but no not this year so <coughs> uh, i like iowa there
1: yeah i like iowa too calling there um they have a very low turnover rate. I think they're a top five offensive efficient team in the nation. Um, yes, they do have another Murray, Chris Murray, brother of Keegan Murray, and he might as well be a direct clone of Keegan Murray, Con. Um, right. I like Iowa here. If Iowa gets hot, Con, they get scorching hot, and they it seems like they just make every shot. That's they insane. find good shots within their offense, Con, and. Oh, mama! I don't want iowa. I don't want iu to be matched up with Iowa here. No. Um, but moving no. on, con. We're rolling with Iowa. Yeah. The Hawkeyes. We have Miami as a five seed versus twelve seed Drake. Um, Miami is a team here, con. We were just talking about nil and the transfer portal. They took full advantage of that um, in a big market in a big city like Miami, con. They were able to get very big deals for guys to come to Miami. They're a team that absolutely feasted off of the transfer portal. Um, James Laronega, their coach, is a fantastic college basketball coach. Some may even say underrated. Um, But I think some people are going to have Drake here as an upset alert, Colin. Yeah,
0: so Drake, uh, here's what I can tell you about Drake. They won the Missouri Valley Conference, which uh, as far as some of the mid-major conferences go... Is is one of the most competitive. You know, it's it's where we've seen Wichita State come from. I believe it's where Creighton was before they moved to the Big East. You know, there's there's some real basketball, there's some real competition being played here. Uh and, and they pretty clearly Coast to Coast were the best team in the Missouri Valley. Um with that said, they're they're the best team in the Missouri Valley. You know, we're hmm. looking at a Ken Palm 98th best offense, 44th defense. Um, the Shaggy's third you know, in, in the punch bowl. Yeah. In... Where I come from is, you know, I think offense carries. I think that you can have, you know, be a very good offense in the Missouri Valley and be a very good offense outside of that. Mm-hmm. Defensively, I don't always know if those things carry.
1: Yes. And uh, I'm
0: looking at the stats here and they're, they're a defensive forward team. Uh, mm-hmm. I know that Miami can get out and score. Uh, I think Miami d- 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 is the 12th best offense in the nation. Whereas mm-hmm. you know their, their pitfall is their defense which ranks 132nd. Jesus. Uh, yeah. I just I don't like Drake struggling to score here. Uh, I think Miami wins this, although I know that they did have one of their key players go down to the ACC title game or the ACC semifinal, so
1: we'll see
0: how that plays, but I like them over Drake.
1: Yeah, I think offense and rebounding, con can carry you through these first two rounds, and then I think once we get into these later rounds, defense very much comes more into play um, in winning some of these later tougher games against better talent. Um, Mm -hmm. this is a, this is a scary quadrant here, Colin, because I think one of Miami Drake and IU Kent State, some, one of Miami or IU here is getting upset. And I think so too. I think for the vibes, Colin, we pick Drake here. Okay. Because I don't hate that. IU cannot lose to Kent State here, Colin, in the 413 matchup. No. No, we. I mean, we simply
0: are not going to allow that to happen. Um, um, you know. We, also, no. Just really quick technical error. My computer screens have gone completely black. Um,
1: not back on. I, I got it pulled up. I got it pulled up. Got um, it pulled up. Okay. <clears throat> so IU can state here, Con. Obviously, a yeah, bit I of like bias it. here. We are yeah. IU fans, but IU is a completely different team this year, Con, than what we saw last year. Obviously, IU is led by the fantastic play of Trace Jackson Davis. My IU GOAT con, I from my entire time of watching IU basketball, I've never seen a player that is as good as Trace Jackson Davis. Um, IU also has a freshman in Jalen Hood Shafino, an upcoming pick in this um, next NBA draft. Jalen Hood Shafino is an electric talent con. One of the guys, Jalen Hood Shafino. Is a pretty raw prospect at this point, Con, but one of the things that is, you know, has him as a tantalizing pick for this upcoming draft is his ability to run a functioning pick and roll, Con, is straight up his most transferable skill to the NBA, and that is why mm-hmm. NBA teams will want him because not a lot of guards in college basketball, Con, are good at running a pick and roll repetitively, multiple possessions in a row. Um, Jalen Hood has a very good mid range, Con. Um, you know, mm-hmm. there's not that many guys in the college game that are also accepting a mid-range shot and willing to take that shot and willing to make it out of high enough clip con to justify to keep taking those shots. Um, yeah, Jalen Hutchefino was thrown directly into the blender con because Xavier Johnson, IU's senior point guard, um, got hurt early in the season. He's out. For, he was out for the season, and Jalen Hochefino had to take over um, main point guard duty. And he's a pretty underrated passer, Con. He may not always make the best passes, but he has that vision that just not every guy has to even see, like, passes that he can make. Um, yeah, Kent State is a team here, Con. I think they have four seniors, two juniors. Um, they're just a tough team. They're just one of these, you know, uh, mid-major conferences where they're just a tough out. Um, the thing they have going against them, especially in this IU matchup, is they're a bit undersized. Um, I think their tallest dude is 6'8". Kent State played Gonzaga earlier this year, Colin, and Drew Timmy absolutely went off. Um, I think Drew Timmy had 29, 17, and 4 against them. And in all regards, I think that Trace Jackson Davis is a better player than Drew Timmy here. And I think we got to roll out you. Um, go Hoosiers. Fuck Kent State. And then in this 6'11 matchup, Colin we have mm-hmm. Iowa State versus the winner of Mississippi State Pittsburgh um Mississippi State and Pittsburgh con they're playing in to get this 11 seed to see who even plays Iowa State um two very defensive minded teams con i will guarantee that this game finishes like 50 to 45 um Iowa State plays in the Big 12 con they're a good team they were a good team but they're coming into this tourney pretty cold, Con. I believe they're six and ten in their last sixteen. Um, they are. I think they're good enough to beat whoever wins out of Mississippi State Pit. But I don't know if Iowa State's primed here for a run, Con. No, uh, we're looking at a,
0: a Pit team that was up until like two or three weeks ago the outright ACC regular season leader. Uh, by a couple of games. They really fumbled at the end. Um, I, I They do not have great Graham data behind them. Ken Palm doesn't like them. The net really didn't like them. There were some better teams that, that made it uh, over them. Uh, and I believe Mississippi State, correct me if I'm wrong here, they went on a little bit of a run, like won three or four games down the stretch to get themselves here. They had a good
1: SEC tourney run.
0: Yes, uh sort of reminiscent of what Indiana did last year if if I'm not mistaken mm-hmm. there, yep, um so yeah i I think with these games too, Noah, I just I always pick the team I can see, yep,
1: yep. yeah, it's sort of stuff. Um, Maybe we'll come back and reevaluate three fourteen con we have Xavier versus Kennesaw State um Xavier, a team i you did play earlier this year, con. Um, Xavier's G- good on Z- the road, yeah, we did big win, big, big win. Um, Xavier's a good team here, Con.
0: Yeah, Sean Miller. Um, you know, fresh off of his uh, whatever you want to call his tenure at Arizona and in how that ended, um, he's back. He's back, and he's he's as sweaty as ever, Noah. And this Xavier team is solid. I, I think to say the least.
1: Yes. Um, so we will be rolling Xavier here, Con, and now we get into a seven ten matchup, Con. Um, this is one of my favorite games of the first round. I think it's really going to deliver. Um, mm-hmm. We have Texas A and M, the seven seed, versus Penn State, the ten seed. Um, Texas A and M, Con, is a team that started off the season very very rocky, um, and then they proceeded to go on a sixteen to three win loss run, Con, to finish out the regular season. Um, they get to the final of the SEC tourney, and somehow they're a seven seed. Con, um, I I don't get it. I, think I don't Texas, get how they. Ended. I think Texas A and M here is being massively underseeded, and I think they're a pretty solid team. Um, they grab a lot of offensive boards. They get to the free throw line. They make their free throw line. Um, you know, they're an older team. They're led by a six year senior, Dexter Dennis. Um, they really frustrate teams with their man to man defense. Um, The only problem with Texas A&M is if they're not getting to the line, sometimes their offense stagnates a little. And they're running into a team here, Colin, who's one of the hotter teams coming to this tournament in Penn State. They're led by um, senior Jalen Pickett, a guy who plays a very interesting style of basketball uh, in this day and age, Colin. Um, Very ball-dominant. Jalen Pickett is the most efficient player, Colin, in college basketball in assist rate out of a pick and roll. So when he runs a pick and roll and he passes it to another guy, that teammate is hitting, like, he's the most efficient passer out of the pick and roll in the entire nation. It's pretty insane. Wow. Um, he's also a 38% three-point shooter. And Penn State is playing its best basketball right now, Colin, which is what you want Ooh, yeah. coming into this tourney. They demolished no. IU. Jalen Pickett demolished they, IU. Yeah. yeah,
0: the 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 score made that game look closer than it truly was. Uh, Penn State, if we're we're gonna talk about jacking threes, I don't even need to say that they they live and die by the three. They, they just they love. They are it. the three. They are the three. They love jacking it. Um, they, yeah. I just I I truly I don't understand Texas A and M being a seven seed here. I mean, in the final AP poll, Texas A&M finished as the 17th-ranked team in the nation, which gives you a yeah. a five-seed at the least, you know? So for <laughs> them to make it all the way down to the seven line is, is a little mind-boggling to me. Kind of um, criminal. Yeah, I, I'm assuming that has something to do with uh, the lackluster tournament run and the committee just really saying, uh, we don't quite value the SEC this year. I, I think that's what it comes down to. I assume they had a, a pretty piss-poor out-of-conference schedule. That's that's usually how these things work, and mm-hmm. I'm looking at it, and that is true. Uh, the toughest team they played out-of-schedule was Memphis.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Not not great. Memphis is a good team,
1: but that's... Uh, yeah. I, I have a really tough team. time picking this game, Colin, because I think Texas A&M is a better team, but... Penn State is hot. Jalen Pickett scored forty one in a college basketball game earlier this season, Colin. And there's I, a, I remember that. there's a handful of guys that can do that in all of college basketball, Colin. Yeah. Honestly, I will I, roll with whatever pick you have here, Colin, because I, this is I, gonna be a I, super close game. I like your last your last
0: point. Um for me when it comes to stuff like this, you go with the team that's got the guy.
1: And Jalen uh, Pickett and is Hemethy.
0: Yeah, to me, like, Jalen Pickett could could win this game. Uh, we watched him pretty much single-handedly beat IU. Uh, I I think he could do it again here. Um, uh, we're rolling with track. the mid really Lions. Uh, no, I, I do want you to understand we haven't picked a Big Ten team to lose in the first round yet. <laughs> uh, so we're, we're, we're switching it. We're going back to Texas A&M. All right, I'm yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, we, <laughs> we're rolling we can't with the Aggies. Like
1: we just... <laughs> We can't be biased like that. Yeah. Um, right. Next up, Con, we have Texas Colgate in the 215. Um, people really like Colgate, Con. They're a good team. They're 26-8. Um, but Texas is one of the best teams in the country, which just sounds weird, Con, because Texas is such a meme school. Um, they had the entire you know Chris Beard situation earlier in the season that they were dealing with, and they overcame that, Con, um, they're led by a senior gar- guard, Marcus Carr. They share the ball well. They assist the ball well. Um, more than half of Texas's scores come from assists. Um, Texas is also a top team in the nation and adjusted defensive efficiency. Um, Texas is a wagon, Colin. They're a very complete team.
0: Uh, yeah, uh, especially given what uh, they went through as a team this year with uh, the firing of of Chris Beard for for those reasons. Um you know, I, I'd go out and then I'd, I'd say if that doesn't happen, if they don't have that distraction, I think we could be looking at Texas as a one seed this year. Mm-hmm. I, I really do think that they were that good. Um, if you if you look at the way that their their season went, I mean, they've started to play their best basketball right now. Like this postseason, you know, you go in, you win the Big 12, you absolutely murder Kansas. I mean, murder Kansas. Beat them in the Big 12 championship (laughs) by 20 points. No Kevin McCullers, no
1: Bill Self, bad to one game.
0: Yeah, it just... (laughs) uh, Yeah, but they also beat Kansas to finish out like the regular season. I think that this... I think that we might It'd be having Texas come out of this this part of the region
1: i i I tend to agree with that con. Um, and now we are on to the second round here in the midwest. Houston, Iowa in the one eight. and I think this comes down to Colin Houston wins if they have Marcus Sasser. they lose if they don't have Marcus Sasser. Um, I, yeah, I, I Fran McCaffrey I has Houston. never made a sweet sixteen Colin though. I this this also doesn't feel like the team that makes the sweet sixteen to me. Are we
0: rolling with Houston? Yeah, we're rolling with Houston. I mean, I, I, they're the better team. They yeah. really are. Yeah. If we're just going to sit here and, and just say, oh, well, maybe this this guy might be injured. I, I don't want to make my pick based on
1: yeah. injury or no injury. You know, Houston's the better team. That's, uh, that's how it is. So then we have Miami-IU 5-4 matchup calling to see who plays Houston in the Sweet 16. And this will be a very... Spicy, spicy game, con. And one uh, thing yes. I noticed from the Big Ten this season, con, um, was while the big man play is amazing in the Big Ten, you guys have what you have guys like Zach mm-hmm. Eadie, Trace, um, Hunter Dickinson. Even though I hate him, the guard play seemed like it was lacking a bit this year, con, compared to previous yeah. years in the Big Ten. Um, and Jalen Huchofino is very prone. To having very bad defensive stints and games con. yes, he is. He can get cooked by good guards, and Miami has good guards. But Trace Jackson is Trace Jackson. Yeah,
0: um, yeah. I, I think the way that we haven't seen um, superior guard play, I, I just I don't think that the ACC saw the dominance that that Trace Jackson Davis has either. So
1: yes. yes. Um, we're rolling with the Hoosiers, baby. We got. We're not. Yeah, we're not gonna get us into that Sweet 16. Yeah, fuck
0: it. There's a chance we we win
1: it all the
0: uh, the way that we pick this bracket. Uh,
1: um, we we didn't pick a single upset in this side yet, Con. Um, but I assume we have one coming up in the future. Um, uh, at some <laughs> I, point. Iowa State Xavier here, Con in the sixth. Yeah, I
0: don't think this is where we
1: find the upset, though. Nope, this is Xavier all the way. <laughs> no, this is Xavier all the way. And then all the Texas? way, they're, they're just, yeah. <laughs> Texas. Yeah, Texas A and M. Texas here, Con. Now I'm not gonna lie. If we would have picked Penn State here, I would have picked Penn State to beat Texas, just because this is not our main bracket. Um, this is, you know, just the fuck-around bracket, but we are still trying to be right here, Con. Yeah. This will be a very good game. It'll be a very good test for Texas to see, you know, are they legit because Texas A&M is a stout team. But Texas is the two-seed for a reason here, Con. I think we're rolling with the Longhorns. Matthew McConaughey right. is bound to show up at one point. Yeah, oh, Matthew McConaughey will be there. Um.
0: No analysis out the door. I, I, I think it's Indiana-Texas in this Elite 8 matchup. Uh, I just, lock I really me in.
1: Go. Lock me in. And then we have IU Texas to go to the final four here, Colin. Does my heart lean IU? Does my brain lean IU? No. My brain does not lean IU. Does my heart I mean, lean you. IU? Yes, yes, because we're keeping the run going. And we have <laughs> IU in the final four, Colin.
0: <laughs> Let's go! Let's go! <laughs> Noah, Noah, for the listeners at home, we have completely bamboozled you. This, this bracket, all you had to do, all you had to do to make the final four was have crimson as one of your colors. That was it. That's how we based this bracket. We're the friggin' morons in your office. We picked based on our favorite color, and we're gonna win. And we're gonna win. You uh, spent a grand on friggin' Ken Palm and and. Basketball Savant this year, so that you could get the perfect bracket, and we picked based on color and we won.
1: So, with that, that is it. with that precedent set, we have Arkansas and USC going to the final four in the bottom two brackets. I love it. Um, I love it. All right, we can start to speed things up here, Colin, um, but yeah, we are moving right. to the West, and we have Kansas Howard in the 116 matchup um kansas looking for the two p con looking for the back-to-back here i am also financially involved in kansas con so kansas is moving on but we can take Mm -hmm. this moment to talk about them um coached by bill self one of if not the best coach in college basketball right now um kansas starting lineup is a wagon colin dewan harris one of the best guards in the nation Colin. i'm pulling up a stat here for you real quick um when DeJuan Harris, Kansas' starting point guard, has an offensive rating above 77 con, Kansas is 25 and 0. And when he doesn't, they're two and seven. So it's simply if DeJuan Harris plays well, Kansas wins. Um next to Dewan Harris, you know, they have Jalen Wilson. Um yeah. one of the top one of the five best players this year in college basketball, absolute wagon. They have freshman Grady Dick, a potential lottery pick in this upcoming NBA draft. He's just a 6'8, 3 and d sharpshooter con on a bit of cold streak coming into this tournament, but um, I believe he will turn it around. They have KJ Adams and they also have Kevin McCullers. Um, the thing with those four con, outside of Dewan Harris, they're all around 6'8, six, 6'9. Six, um, so Kansas switches everything. They play five out basketball um, and they're a dangerous, dangerous team, con. Yeah, I, I like Kansas as one of my
0: favorite teams in this whole thing. Um,
1: Me too. My wallet does too.
0: Yeah, I, I just, I, I think this could be the first time in quite some time that we see, we see a back-to-back.
1: It would they be are so, so cool good. to see a Grady back-to-back. Grady
0: Dick is so much fun. Future so Pacer. much fun to watch. Yeah. Um, it's crazy. It's crazy how good this Kansas team is. Uh, I know I was talking about Texas having been, been beat them um when kansas is on i don't think there's a team that can beat kansas that's that's how i feel about kansas
1: i would happen i would agree con um i would agree um in this 8-9 con another banger 8-9 matchup we have arkansas the 8 seed versus illinois the 9 seed um alabama or arkansas is a really cool team con um they have two potential lottery picks in this upcoming draft as their two starting guards and nick smith junior a guy who Missed the majority of the season, only played twelve games this season, and they have Anthony Black. Um, Anthony Black reminds me of Alonzo Ballish type player, and Nick Smith Jr. reminds me of you know he has shades of a Tyler Hero, shades of a Jamal Murray, mm-hmm. and but that's not to discredit Illinois because I forget his name, Colin, but Terrence Sharp or Tyree Tyre what's his name? Uh, Sharp. Does yeah, Sharp. Be, Sharp off it, Illinois yes. is a very good guard but i think arkansas they're a better team with nick smith jr here con um and i like a team whose main focal point is its two guards so i would roll arkansas here because the big 10 are chokers i i i can get behind that
0: yeah we we have to start picking against some big 10 teams uh also, Eric Musburger, the head coach of Arkansas, I, I believe has been to the Sweet 16 for the last five years, something like that. Um, this is just a team that that does well in this tournament, and for whatever reason, those, those things tend to stay true, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I think we, we ride Arkansas. Um, no, St. Mary's VCU, this is this is an interesting one, uh, and it's interesting for a couple reasons. Saint Mary sort of fell to a five seed mm-hmm. they were they were a top 10 team all year or for, for at least the last month and a half mm-hmm. um got uh, whatever smackings by Gonzaga really changed yeah. that just I mean not even funny uh, Gonzaga I think beat them in the west Coast conference finals by 35 mm-hmm. by 35.
1: Yeah,
0: no. St. Mary's is the one seed. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um. And VCU, Noah. I I, I heard this on a, a podcast. The last time they were in the tournament was the COVID year, and they had to withdraw. Not the not the COVID year where everything got canceled, but the COVID year, twenty twenty one, when Baylor beat Gonzaga. Mm-hmm. They didn't even get to play their first game. Uh, I believe it was Oregon just got like a free advance. Mm-hmm. So, I kind of like you know we got to pick some twelve
1: fives here. I Sto- purely based off the storylines. Uh, I like I, VCU here, Con. Oh, they have they have the makings of a Cinderella run team. Um, they're very good defensively. They force a ton of termo- turnovers. They're team Con that'll press you like three fourths court the entire game. And I like VCU here for the upset.
0: Alright, so fun. We take VCU then.
1: Boom. Um next we have UConn versus Iona and Rick Pitino Oh okay, Noah, This is this is how we're gonna pick this game.
0: Do you think Rick Petino has already signed an offer for somewhere else for next year? Yes. Then we're going UConn. All it's right. as simple as that. It's yeah, as simple as point. that. Um, if, if you yeah. in your mind had thought that he was still in the open market, he's I think I own him as bad. But I think you and I both know Rick Pitino has signed this contract he's in going eight, to three St. weeks John's. ago. I, I don't think that's confirmed because I think he's going to Georgetown.
1: Ooh, I actually Ooh. think um, I think Notre Dame's old coach is going to jo- Georgetown. Mike Breen. Oh, Mike Bray, or not Mike yeah. Breen? That's the main guy. Breen, Mike Bray. Mike Bray. <laughs> Mike Bray. Um, <laughs> bang bang <laughs> um i i also think penn state's coach is a decent shout for georgetown's job um shrewsbury he is yeah. a, he's a really good coach con penn coach. state is a team full of seniors so he's not really going to be able to recapture that magic uh, um and he'll also get a saying. bag at georgetown
0: yeah um, um <laughs> i think yeah no i think you're right i, I think they probably do go mike bray um Either way, yeah, Pitino, I mean, Pitino will be back.
1: Um, TCU versus Arizona State, Nevada. Winner of that game plays TCU. Let's just roll TCU, Colin. Arizona State blows, and so does Nevada. So
0: does Nevada. I bet on Nevada uh, one night because there was nothing else to do, and it was, like, early on in a conference tournament play. And they... They, they were playing... It was like UC San Jose or something like that. And the game ended up going to overtime. And they just... They wanted to give the game away. They couldn't do anything down the stretch. All they could do was get to the free throw line. Couldn't make any shots. Um, don't love them. It's very shocked they made the tournament. Uh, and I think Arizona State, like, pretty luckily upset arizona recently on a like half court yeah. buzzer beater and that's why they're here
1: yep so I, i'm taking the team that played in the big 12 all year um next we have gonzaga the three seed versus grand canyon university Give me gonzaga all day um all day you may think gonzaga on the surface con but what if i told you that frankie there's is grand canyon oh. university's biggest fan I heard that somewhere. I? I yeah. Give me Gonzaga by 30. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Ooh. Um, fun fact about Frankie Mio is you know, he, uh,
1: he like doesn't remember like most of Malcolm in the middle. So that is not true, Colin. And I will not allow you to spread misinformation <laughs> like that because he went on part in my take on, and he literally I refuted know. that.
0: I, I, I was going to see if, if you remember that episode, um, <laughs> I, I, cause I remember like hearing that as like a kid and I thought it was like the craziest thing and then he came on and he was like I said that in like a one-off interview that I didn't remember like one very specific Like what I ate for I had, lunch yesterday Yeah, or that I, I didn't remember like every single episode of Malcolm <laughs> in the Middle and people are like, he's brain dead <laughs> He's he, lost, he doesn't
1: remember a full ten years of his life and he's like, that's...
0: Mm.
1: <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> In this next matchup, con the seven ten, we have Northwestern versus Boise State. Um, Northwestern's a scary team here, Khan. They're led by Boo Booey, yeah. Chase Odige, and Ty Berry. Um, three very good guards. And Northwest, I like Northwestern, con. This is the second I, I best, do. second best Northwestern team of all time. Some sources probably
0: have probably the first. I, I would say the first Northwestern had not made the tournament until our freshman year of college actually in twenty seventeen that was the first time they they made the tournament and they won a game which was awesome uh Julia Louis Dreyfus's son was on the team uh, I forget who the other other fellows were um but Audige and Boo Booie are probably like the second and third best players in Northwestern history. Uh, somebody who knows a little bit more about that could Boo Booie's a dog. Um, but yeah, I, I I like Northwestern here. You know, no, we sort of have the battle of uh, the Big Ten and the Mountain West, the two team, the two conferences that massively underperformed last year, and uh, that's being talked about a lot. So I I think. I'm comfortable here in this seven ten going Northwestern purely because I, I think the Mountain West has a worse reputation than the Big Ten does. As am I.
1: As am I, Mr. Griffin. Um, UCLA versus UNCA con in the two fifteen. Um, UCLA is probably on the short list of teams that can win this tourney con. They did yeah. lose starting guard Jalen Clark for the season, which is a pretty big blow to this team. Um, So they're really going to be relying on Jaime Jaime Jaquez Jr., Tiger Campbell, and Amari Bailey to pick up some of that scoring that Jalen Clark was bringing. Mm -hmm. Um, They're good enough to get past UNCA here, Khan, but um, they are going to struggle to score in some of these games against better teams, Khan. And I I think that really hurts their chance at winning the national championship. I I do, too. And I I was ready to maybe
0: have UCLA win this entire thing. Um, Same, and I, I, I do think that we the West is the toughest.
1: Yeah, uh, it is. They
0: don't want Kansas right, it, to back to back. No, they they really don't. Um, because yeah, yeah. I mean, this Northwestern that they're, they're probably the the best seventeen. Oh no, well, Texas A and M because they don't know how to rank. How the fuck were Missouri and Texas A and M both seven seeds? What was the? I don't know what the committee like watches. They, they don't make sense to me. Um, all right, let's let's move on. Uh, Kansas, Arkansas. I- I'm taking Kansas. We're taking Kansas here. Let's. Uh, we don't need to. Um, do we let VCU have a little bit of a run at it? I think we let VCU keep going here, Con. All right, I like it. I like it. Yeah, uh, UConn started off the year as one of the best teams. We're actually ranked number one at one point. Have um, fallen off a little bit. Don't love them. Don't love them. Um, uh, TCU TCU-Gonzaga. Gonzaga.
1: I'm going Gonzaga.
0: I, I, I
1: the Gonzaga talk is going to start to get hot in the streets here in and that's when they, that's when they will disappoint. Like after Gonzaga wins this TCU game, they're going to be like, ooh, and then they'll lose subsequent. They won't make it out of this side, I think. Um, but <laughs> Northwestern, UCLA, Colin. If this is a big How? Boo-Booey game, UCLA could lose here. How? Um,
0: no. No, big, no, Boo-Booey can't do it. He can't do it. Okay. UCLA wins this one. All right. Yeah. So then we're Sorry looking at
1: Kansas-VCU-Con. Thanks for coming, VCU. You had a good yeah. run. Kansas is going to 40-ball you. Um yeah. Gonzaga UCLA con which will be a very good game if it it's happens. Very good game. How are you feeling about this game? I no, I'm all in on Gonzaga. Same. Like, Same. All in. I watched
0: that team just run the floor. They just like this feels like the perfect year for Gonzaga because the, the field's not that great, you know, in terms of these top mm-hmm. teams. Um and they're and they not like gassed up. About. They're not gassed no, up coming exactly. into exactly you know, I, I do think it's a good team. I don't know why Drew Timmy is apparently maybe coming back next year too. It blows my mind how that's happening, but it, it, they have all of the makings. They have veteran leadership. They have a fantastic coach. They've been through these things. You know, I think what they, they've lost in the the championship game twice in the last five years. Mm-hmm. You know, like it, it's not as though they're a bad tournament team. You know, they just they really can't finish. So, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm Gonzaga here. Can I convince you to take Gonzaga
1: over Kansas? This is interesting, Colin, because Kansas, up until this point, in the entire college basketball season, will not have had a, will not have had played a big man as good as Drew Timmy. Um, that it really is Kansas's biggest problem, along with being a pretty short rotation. Their center, yeah. K.J. Adams, is six Um, So Drew Timmy, you know, I think will have his way with Kansas. But this Gonzaga team, Colin, is not very good defensively, and they're not good at defending the three. And Jalen Wilson, Grady Dick, and Dewan Harris, yeah. I think will be enough to cancel out Drew Timmy. All right. That's fine. We'll take Kansas. I, I do think that Kansas is... <laughs> is then we is... have the Renjamin. Final oh, four matchup.
0: We do, we do, we do, we do. Oh, my God. All right. All right. Let's, let's, let's get, get through, through this East, Con.
1: Yeah. I'm liking this final four now. Yeah, I, love. I know. This, Yeah. All right. Um, All right. Purdue, Purdue going in. Purdue going in, Con. Yeah. Um, um, I'm big on Memphis here. I so really like Memphis. I Tennessee. like Memphis, too, Con. I think a lot of people are going to have Memphis to beat Purdue. And Florida Atlantic is just giving me that, like, bracket killer vibe, Con. But I will roll with Memphis. But I wouldn't I, be surprised like if Florida Atlantic win this game. Um, um, hot yeah. take con: winner of this Duke Oral Roberts game goes to the um, Sweet elite eight. Wow. Um, I, Duke, Duke is I think hot Duke coming is, into this tournament. Duke is hot. Duke is, Duke, hot is, in the Duke is hot. John Shire is, you know, after a very slow start, John Shire is has this Duke team rolling, and I think they beat Oral Roberts here. I think so, too. Um, Tennessee versus the Ragin' Cajuns. I like the Ragin' Cajun (laughs) here, because Tennessee is coming into this tournament not playing their best ball. Um, No. They're coming into this tournament limping, Kong. They're a very good defensive team, but they are an ass offensive team, and we're rolling Ragin' Cajuns here, baby. Just because Ragin' Cajuns is, like, awesome to say.
0: I agree. I bet on them
1: in football one time, and they won, so I, I have an affinity for them. Um, another team that was kind of rolling their con for a little before their conference stretch yeah, happened. Kentucky, Kentucky versus Providence here, con. Providence actually has a guy named Bryce Hickens that transferred from Kentucky to Providence, so it's a bit of a revenge yeah. game. But I like Kentucky to come out of this side of the bracket, this bottom half of the bracket, con. Wow. Um, I think Oscar Sheebway is enough to win Kentucky games on his own. I
0: I'm a big fan of Kansas State. So, I'm just going to click that one right there. Um I don't know. I From what I've seen out of Kentucky this year, they they've never shown they, they got on a little bit of a run, but they never looked to me like an elite team. Like at no point I probably watched a handful of Kentucky games did I did I think to myself, like, this is a team that can play some solid basketball. That just never crossed my mind. I watched Kansas State play some friggin' bloodbath games where they were in the trenches versus Baylor. They were in the trenches mm-hmm. versus Kansas, Texas. And I, I just I don't know mm-hmm. that comes out on top to me. Beat no, Kansas, I,
1: I, beat Texas, beat Baylor twice, Kansas State did. I no.
0: I there was a point this year Kansas State played a game at Texas that they put up one sixteen in regulation. Mm-hmm. I mean that's just that's insane. Can can er, Texas is a good defensive team. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, Kansas State also has one of the best um, you know feel good stories of the year. Keontae Johnson. Transfers from Florida, con Has to basically stop playing basketball at Florida. Um, I think due to, like, um, similar issues that happened to DeMar Hamlin. Um, oh, like, wow. And he comes back, transfers to K-State. Absolutely balling out this year. It's one of the best comeback stories of the year. Um, so we have KSU clearly beating Montana State. Um, yeah. MSU versus USC, con Michigan State versus USC. Oh. Haven't watched a single minute of USC. Um, and I kind of hate uh, Michigan State.
0: Yeah. Um, I thought Michigan State was going to be how we feel about Penn State right now. Interesting. They can also jack the. Yeah, no, but it's it's they can jack it's Izzo. You wanna you wanna bet against Izzo just because you hate him? No, I don't even. I oh, like Izzo. Too, I would have. Right? I would have let you. Oh, you like? Oh, him. okay. I was going to let you do it.
1: if you, you said yes, we were to rock the USC, but no. All right. We're taking Colin, Michigan State then. How you answer this next question will very much gauge how the rest of this um, region goes. How good is Marquette? Because I'm not really in tune with how good they are. Um, Led by Shaka Smart, former VCU, yes. cage, former VCU coach, former Texas coach. Um, and he has this Marquette team playing like a prime VCU team, Colin. Noah, I will tell you this. Since Christmas, they have lost twice. In a
0: conference
1: Good that... Lord. They have a white guy that balls out for them, too.
0: Yeah. In a conference that has produced some very solid teams. I mean, where UConn, Xavier, Creighton are all six seeds or higher on this thing. And they lost twice. And uh, one of those, it, it was Xavier and UConn, you know, both away games, uh, and they they didn't play Noah too many close games either. I'm I'm looking at this. There's not a lot of games within five points. There's some. Don't get me they wrong. They beat but... Baylor
1: by twenty six, Colin. Yeah. Beat Creighton twice, beat Xavier twice, beat Providence, beat uh, lost Purdue by five. This
0: like this is a good team.
1: Then that was at Purdue too. I what I what I like about MarquetteCon is they're one of the nation's fastest teams on offense in terms of pace, but they're also one of the nation's like slowest teams on defense. So they make teams like work entire shot clocks to yeah. find good looks. Which I think is a good recipe. They're also one of the nation's best offensive rebounding teams and actually converting on those second chances. They they're pretty high up there in second chance points. Um, yeah, Marquette's a Marquette's a good, good team, Gone.
0: I yeah. I, I like them a lot. I will say it that way. Uh no Purdue, Memphis. Where I hate Purdue. I hate Purdue too. Memphis, um, Memphis, Memphis, and it, it, it doesn't matter because we've got Duke here, and I, I think we both knew that. Duke I'm penciling was Duke be into in the Elite, Elite Eight. So. Yeah, Duke's in the no. I I could tell that's how I've been feeling. About I'm penciling Duke, and Duke into the Final right. Four. Ooh, uh, let's talk about it at least. Let's talk about it at least. <laughs> so let's get back to Kentucky, Kansas State. I am pretty this will be firm a good I'm I think so too. You I'm sound willing to
1: I think Kansas State is the more talented team, honestly.
0: Yeah, I do too. Um
1: and then Marquette I think is is very good. Marquette Duke is a very good game, Colin. I um even if Purdue were to beat Memphis Khan, which they very well could, I really don't think Purdue could beat Duke because Duke has two legitimate 7-footers um seven yeah. foot kyle filipowski and seven foot two Derek lively um two probable nba draftees in this upcoming draft um and purdue gets nothing from they get nothing from their guards gone really i think well, i think no one on yeah. purdue averages more than eight points yeah they uh they've
0: gone cold that's really what it is they, because uh, at the beginning, like uh, Shane Gillis had that game where he had like twenty nine points, mm-hmm. you know, and we just haven't seen that recently, you know. Like y- you run through Zach E, yeah. you know, y- you've got those freshman guards who are like three stars that have, you know, they they figured it
1: out. They're they're solid players. Lawyer um, sucks. Braden Smith sucks. Braden Smith <laughs> does suck. I just want to say, Con, that. While I do, I don't like Purdue. Matt Painter is an awesome coach. Like Matt Painter is a very good. Coach. He legitimately is one of the best, like X's and O's coach because, you know, in theory it sounds so simple, con. Oh, just post sackety up, get him the ball. But in actual game, it's hard to just get a simple, you know, post up on the block. It's hard to get that yeah. look because teams know it's, it. that's literally the they only thing coming. you want to get. And Matt Painter is so good at running an offense that just naturally ends up with after motion and picks and stuff with Zach Eadie getting the ball on the block. He is a fantastic coach.
0: He, yeah, I don't, like, dislike him either, you know. He's not a guy you just hate, no. you know. I, I, he's very logical, very factual, you know. Like, when... When I beat him, you know, it's not like a, like a Brad Underwood out of U of I where I'm like, you know, fuck you, you're a piece of shit. You know, all, all of that sort of... yeah. Oh, my God, Frank McCaffrey, friggin' weirdo. That guy sucks. I think he's going to be the next Notre Dame head coach. Um, mm-hmm. No, I I do... Yeah. I mean, if we were figuring this out objectively, I, I, I think that we would probably have Purdue beating Memphis, but that's not how this bad boy works. Uh, Noah, I, Duke, I think we both won Duke. Did you? How do you feel about this? Truly,
1: this is um, this is interesting because if Kyle Filipowski and Derek Lively have a good game con, they're better than Marquette. Um, yeah. Duke rebounds fifty-six percent of their missed shots gone. What? So more often than not. Duke is getting an offensive rebound off a missed shot. That
0: is the most insane stat I've heard. Okay,
1: never mind, read that wrong. Duke rebound roughly 56% of missed shots. <laughs> never mind. Wait, a that's... 50% offensive rebounding rate is that's that's, I mean, that's... <laughs> that's pretty good. That's like 56% that's, that's pretty good. I mean, you're definitely you're out-rebounding teams. But um this may just be some, like, ignorance and not watching enough Marquette, but Duke Duke has to be the hottest team coming into this tourney, Colin. I, I think... They 20-balled Virginia in the ACC Championship. Yeah,
0: I, I think them or Bama. I, I do Ooh. think Bama is is also very hot. So
1: then, Colin, we have so a final four it. of one-seed Alabama versus five-seed Duke and four-seed Indiana versus one-seed Kansas. It's hot in the streets. It is hot in the streets. I like the way this looks. Um, No,
0: I'm just looking at it. I'm getting a grasp of the picture. I don't like that Alabama makes sense when you look at these four teams.
1: (sighs) Out of all four teams or out of the Duke matchup? No, just, just that... That I I didn't initially say, you know,
0: like, Bama doesn't belong here. Because we're looking at three blue bloods now,
1: Bama. And, you know, it's weird having Bama has the best player out of any four of these teams. I know. Uh, Uh, You could argue Trace is better than Brandon Miller, but I like what Brandon Miller's skill set more than Trace. Yeah. No, I mean, as an NBA player. Uh, Indiana's yes, not built to run to get into a track meet, con. No. No, no, no.
0: No. We watched that Indiana-Kansas game, and I think Kansas may have played one of the best games of their year. Uh, yes. I like think they, they shot like 64% from three that
1: game. That was in Allen Fieldhouse, uh, to be fair. Yeah. No, it, it wasn't. I mean, I
0: as good as Kansas is, I don't think they shoot 64%.
1: Uh, uh, is not, IU is not a team that comes back from, like, a 10-plus point lead. Like, our max that we can let a lead get to is, like, 10.
0: Yeah, I mean, we kind of did it against Northwestern, but that was a little fluky. We've gotten close a couple times for <laughs> with having some insane runbacks. Um, no, I, I'm gonna take that one. I just, I don't think there's a scenario where IU beats Kansas. No. Trace
1: would have to have Forty
0: and twenty. For, yeah, and Hood know would have to. And we, we we would have to actually shoot the three, and yeah. we would have to shoot it as well as we can. Um, we just don't clip it high enough.
1: The thing is, con with this Alabama Duke game is Duke has not played a team. The best team Duke has played this entire season, con they played Purdue, lost by twenty. They played Kansas, lost by five. Um. They haven't played a team like Alabama.
0: No, no, and Alabama has played a lot of Dukes. Yes, I think Alabama's strength of the schedule is is quite up. Alabama there. beat Houston, Con. Yeah, I I I was looking at this, and it has to be Bama Kansas in the finals.
1: And I do believe those are the two best teams in college basketball. I I agree with that. And this is a crazy game, con, Off just the top of my head... No, this would be so much fun. I I lean Kansas. I think Kansas is a more talented team.
0: I have said this, this whole... Just in watching a lot of Big 12 basketball, Kansas is the best team I've seen. There's no two ways about it. Kansas is the best team. When they're playing their best, there's not a better team than Kansas. I think the winner uh, comes from the West. Yeah, I could see Gonzaga doing it. I think if UCLA can get hot, you know, they're there. Obviously, uh, you know, UConn has had shades of being the best team in college basketball. I I would put a lot of money if there was some sort of like bet where I could bet where the winner comes
1: from. I I would I would do that. I would take the West. So we roll in Kansas here, Con the Jayhawks. I cash my future. You cash your future. What in? What does that cash out at? It was 100 to win 550. Oh, wow. But I bet 50, so 225.
0: Okay, okay. No. We'll take it. We'll take it. 275. Mm. No. anything else our listeners should know? We have, hold on, hold we, on We've on run time. quite
1: long. Predict oh. the final score for me. It's it's going to be close. Noah. It's uh, I think it's and close and it's a track meet.
0: I I I wrote down a score, Noah. Um that let me, that well, I
1: quite like. Let me say my score then. You know, it is a championship game, Con. The nerves are there. Yeah. I like 71-67 Kansas over Alabama. Noah. No, no, no!
0: It's an overtime.
1: Game. Oh, you didn't realize that? Oh no! <laughs> it's an overtime. All right, game let me dude. adjust. Let me adjust.
0: <laughs>
1: Give me eighty-one, seventy-five.
0: I have eighty-two. Eighty-seven, eighty-two. Oh, 87, mama! 87, 82. It's, a yeah, it's, it's a barn burner. It's, it's a barn burner. Eighty-seven, eighty-two. Game. It's a great game. It's a great game, Noah.
1: And uh, let me click submit. Boom. I actually really like. I made this bracket on my computer con, and I just might make submit this for like the group submit. I I uh, I actually was pretty ambitious with the IU final yeah, four. Yeah, I was say but that it's not, not IU, that. It's not that out of the. the no, of I do. Round.
0: I do think that this is the the worst region. We live and die by
1: Shafino. If he has a
0: yeah, I, good I, I run of games... Note, he... I,
1: yeah, it, it's, it's that defense, dude. The way he gets lost
0: on defense, it, it is beyond frustrating. And when he gets lost, it just it frigs up the whole thing, you know? Um, yeah, I, I mean, Trace Jackson Davis is going to have to average 30. You know, there's just... There's no two ways about that, but... Um, no, also, IU having the very last game of the first round. Yeah. I I'm I'm quite okay with it because it doesn't coincide with work. Um, there's no chance that I get get a call or something. But yeah, Kent
1: State's a tough first round matchup. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're a four seed, dude. We're a four seed. We just gotta just do it. Trace will have Trace will have twenty eight, fourteen, five, three, and three. Bang, bang, bang. And that is, fellas. Another episode of Bench Chatter, the Common Man's NBA podcast. Um, You know, Colin and I aren't going to really make any guarantees here on when we're going to drop the next episode, but we are coming into, you know, probably the most fun stretch here of recording podcasts because we have March Madness, we have the NBA playoffs starting soon, and then, you know, after that comes the draft draft. free agency. And, you know, even Uh, though Colin and I aren't really paying super much attention to the NBA, we always are going to love the draft free agency direction free agency. I mean, that's that's what it's about. Um, you
0: no, know, the last point I'm going to make about the NBA. Uh, Titus said it on on one of the last episodes of Titus and Tate. He was talking about. He was like, just the NBA at, at this day and age has become. Oh my God! Did you see on Twitter what Luca said about Ja saying that KD is overrated?
1: Hmm.
0: It, it's just this like. Like, the biggest storyline in the NBA right now, Noah, is, is John Morant going to a strip club and pulling out a gun. That's the biggest storyline in the NBA. He's a dumb
1: fuck for that.
0: He's a dumb fuck for that, but that is that is the biggest storyline.
1: It really, it really was a double-edged sword, Con, because one of the best parts of the NBA was, used to be NBA Twitter. Yeah. And yeah, now no, it's somehow it, it the sounds. most annoying part. Yeah. It, it's awful. And, Um, you know, so many guys have missed games as well, Con. It's just... Yeah. It's been a rough NBA regular season. But, you know, the Pacers are bad, but we've also been good. Tyrese Halliburton, Con, in his last six games had 100 assists to 12 turnovers, (laughs) Con. That's insane. Tyrese Halliburton is so good, people. I feel so lucky that my team has a guy like him. Um and the kings somehow didn't lose that trade colin, which is beyond me i don't if you remember we did an over under draft colin i got the God kings wins. i did the i got the kings at 31 and a half games they're at 40
0: i don't remember who i took
1: i think i took the nets over nets which... you took nets under bang oh hits. let's go you took sixers oh. over on um, I think that, I that's going to hit. Believe you took Raptors over because the Raptors historically hit. That's going to be hella close. Yeah,
0: um, I think I took the
1: Bulls. over. no, I don't think I Bulls. No, the you didn't touch the Bulls. Um, no, I no, I was talking out
0: of you took Detroit the over. Yeah, I was, and I the whole time I was talking about how it's it's going to be the under, it's going to be the under, and then I forget who convinced me that the over was like definitely implied. Well, Kate Cunningham and that her.
1: Yeah. yeah. Oh, um, people. I took the Suns under. Looking good. The Nuggets yeah. over. Looking good. Um, yeah. The Kings over. Already yeah. hit. The Pelicans over. Um, looking at. And then the. Um, who did I take? I don't remember. Did you take the Spurs under? No, you took the Spurs under. I think. What, what was it? He was 22, right? Hold on, hold on. I'm pulling up the notes here. Some live fucking. Uh, some live bench yeah. chatter fodder here. All right, so I had the Nuggets over 49 and a half. That is going to hit. I had the Trailblazers oh, yeah. over 39 and a half. Not going to hit. They still suck. Um, Pelicans over 44 and a half. Not going to hit. They suck. Uh, well, Zion got hurt. He's a fraud. Yeah. Sacramento Kings over 33 and a half. Gonna Dang. hit. Dang. Suns under 42, 52 and a half. Oh, Probably going to yeah, hit. that's going to hit. You took the Pistons over, not going to hit. Nope. Spurs under, maybe going to hit, going to be hella close. What Was it 22? I don't have the numbers written down for you. Oh, okay. Probably 23 and a half. Yeah. Um, Raptors over, I think right at like 40 and a half. Yeah. Um, Sixers over, going to hit. Brooklyn yeah. under, probably going to hit, except Brooklyn's somehow a better team than when they had KD, Kyrie, yeah. and Ben Simmons. I think their number was in the 50s, though. Yeah, probably. Probably. And we had 100 bucks on this con. So. Yeah, we did. Um, wow, that's...
0: What, what did we
1: say if it ties? Because it sounds like we both have one for sure that's out. So the way we set it up originally was we weren't going to do the number of games. We were just going to mark it as a win or a loss. So if it's tied, yeah. we have to do total number of games. Like games you were... So, like, if the Kings finish at 40 wins right now... <laughs> and their over was 33.5. Oh, I get 6.5 points. Oh, oh, shit. So the Kings oh, are going to run well, this the Kings, shit up. Yeah. Fucking the Pistons just totally... Also, out. I just want to say, Con, I was so right on the Kings. You were. I... I love the
0: Kings. Um, just generally, as, as a franchise. You know, I think you gave him field.
1: an F for Keegan yeah. Murray. That doesn't sound right. Did and I he also Alliburton? got mad when they traded Halliburton for Sabonis. That okay? I was not the only one that that thought that was a stupid trade.
0: Look at how good Halliburton is. Obviously, obviously it's worked out. Obviously it's worked out. It, put, it worked out. From I Buckley. had to.
1: I remember putting it into the context for you though. Know, the Kings wanted to make the playoffs. And yes, the, yeah, they're going to make fine, the playoffs. Fine. But All All Halliburton things. is like, come on, he's so good. Right, he's you, so you, good. Just,
0: you took this fucking. Thing you, you draw me in with all this college basketball, and it hit me over the head with NBA, and now we're just talking NBA. I'm not, I'm not mentally prepped for the NBA right now. I know you, I know you still know more about the NBA than me right now. Ugh, fuck, dude, the Bulls are trash. It's so frustrating.
1: Mama, we could have a whole. Maybe we'll have, we can have a whole Bulls yeah, episode con because yeah, I just want like a cup of your tears, that. and I want to do it. Oh my god, it's
0: it's embarrassing. I. In this spot right now, I am no different than where I was like, the day we friggin' traded Jimmy Butler. I just woke Wolverine up Marketing. calling
1: from my cryo chamber. Um, yeah, did you? Did my favorite player, Lonzo Ball, have a good season? <laughs> 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 did, you, did
0: you see the meme where where it was like, like the, the waking up and it's like, oh my God, is D'Lo still icy for the Lakers? And then it was like, oh fuck yeah, he is. <laughs>
1: alrighty righty. 96 oh. minute pod, Cobb. Wow. Banger. Um, banger, banger, yes. banger. You
0: wanted to start this at like, forget
1: <laughs> Thank you guys for listening to another episode of Bench Chatter, the Common Man's NBA podcast, and we will see you later. Peace.